Hello, everybody. This is Daily Robot, the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm Elias. I'm Sandy. And this is the Daily Robot podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is uh, something new for us. We yep. used to host, uh, and we still host, Smart Robots Review on YouTube for several years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a shared passion for space and robotics. Yep. And we want the freedom to talk about other stuff. So <laughs> why not start a podcast uh, that talks about space, robots, and other stuff. Other stuff. <laughs> um this is our first episode, and um, we want to have fun with it. Uh, pardon any technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, and um, we are also going to have uh, fun guests from time, time to yes. time. We have a couple already lined up. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. First episode. I, I thought for the very first episode, we should talk about, first of all, robots. Yep. My favorite topic. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, I don't know if everybody has seen this already, but I'm not sure anybody hasn't. <laughs> it's possible everybody has seen this is not news media. anymore. This is history. Uh, so everybody heard of Boston Dynamics, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's see. So Boston Dynamics released a video called "Do You Love Me" in December. Where is it? Yeah, there it is. It was. It was a New Year's Eve gift. Yes. And it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> It was shared with me by at least 10 of my friends on social media. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I had the same experience. A uh, whole lot of fun. Um, now, I'm going to play the video. But, of course, many of you are just listening. You're not watching it. This is a video-recorded podcast, so you can always watch us on on YouTube and then listen to us uh, afterwards and then watch us again and listen to us or, or just watch us. Uh, but for those... <laughs> that are now watching this video. Uh, we're going to have the link to this video. Uh, where? Instagram, Twitter, where, what's best? What uh, do you think? As many places as we can put it. All right, it, so we're going to put it all up there on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, well, of course on YouTube, uh, in the comment section below. Uh, so check that video out. But basically what, what this video is about, Boston Dynamics released a, a, a special where they're showing their two Atlas robots plus spot plus handle dancing to do you love me song so i'm going to play a little bit then i'm going to mute the song because i don't know if we should be playing the whole thing it could be copyright probably not (laughs) so get a sneak peek and i'm going to substitute the music here we go all right here we go not as good the video is adorable. The I video love it. Is adorable. I, it starts with one atlas, then the second one jumps in, and then Spot jumps in. And my favorite part of the whole video is Spot, the little dog kind of robot there, does this little um, this little ballerina tippy toes thing. It's adorable. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I think he dances better than I do. Uh, you might be right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now you got two atlas robots dancing together. Here comes Spot. Oh, it's so cute. So if you guys get a chance, check it out. Yep. Uh, I think the video might be less than four minutes long. Yeah, it's three and a half minutes, something like that. It's really cute. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, the moves that they get these things programmed to do are incredible. I know. All right, so another reason we're talking about Boston Dynamics, um, they made big news again because 
they're owned now by Hyundai, mm-hmm. uh, the motor company. So um, Hyundai Motor Group acquired 80% controlling interest in Boston Dynamics, um, valued at $1.1 billion. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So they've been shopped around a little bit. I mean, they started with Google. Well, they start this this company came out of MIT, um, and I think they were bought out by Google. Then uh, SoftBank. Um, now, now Hyundai. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, uh, they'll have the funds to maybe take it to the next uh, level. Maybe. Maybe we'll see transforming robots, uh, transforming cars, dancing cars, dancing cars. Okay, <laughs> transforming dancing Based cars. On this oh yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, so I go Hyundai, the running man. Go Hyundai, go Hyundai. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so very exciting. Let's see what they do with Boston Dynamics. Um, I love Spot. Oh, and one other thing. So if you guys haven't heard, I'm sure you have. But Spot, the robot, has been for sale now for a while. Uh, you can you can get one for a mere uh, seventy six thousand dollars or yeah, something. It's yeah, nothing. That's Some nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. I probably have that in my couch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's change tune a little bit and move on to um, another cool story. Uh, twenty twenty was not the best year for many, mm-hmm. but um, we had some fantastic advancements in space and science uh and uh why not talk about the best our favorite highlights of nasa stories and space stories from 2020 all right so there's a lot of them yeah um so i found i saw this and here's an image from nasa according to nasa this was nasa's final image of the day uh, depicting the Orion Nebula, located 1,500 light years from Earth. Again, for our listeners, we'll post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for you. Um, but look at that picture. It's, it was the final image captured by the Hubble Space Telescope in 2020. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it looks like a painting. It's incredible. It um, and it's actually very interesting because the, the Hubble Space Telescope captures images in black and white, um, but they're able to through filters. Yeah, they're able to figure out what color the light is based on different filters yeah. that they put on it. They they can view the images through different filters that only let in certain wavelengths of color, and then they can assign color to those particles that come through those filters. And that's how they're able to color these images. And they're just stunning. <laughs> it is stunning. Uh, and this particular nebula is located fifteen hundred. Light years away from Earth. <laughs> so not exactly a, a little skip and jump away from here. Um, but uh, let's, let's hit our, uh, our next story. I had um, have it queued up here. There it is, the fireworks. And uh, where is it? Uh, uh, there we go. Aha! So uh, one of my favorite stories for, for 2020 Um Tess. So Tess. Um, so this is actually how Sandy and I met yep. at a NASA show show at NASA Kennedy Space Center. Um, uh, NASA launched Tess, a the transiting exoplanet survey satellite, um, with its mission 
to uh, search for planets, exoplanets that could harbor potentially human life. Right. Or that may have once had had life. Yes. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So very exciting. Tess has has made many, uh, uh, has discovered many planets so far. Um, And um, this particular one, so, so the one we're showing a video from NASA talking about how, describing how uh, Tess discovers first Earth-sized planet. Um, Earth-sized habitable zone world. Yes. So the first planet, they've, the first exoplanet they've discovered that kind of matches Earth in a lot of ways, or seems to. Yeah. Uh, it's called TOI-700D. So... It, um, NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope confirmed Tessa's finding. And Spitzer, I think, um, is going to be replaced too, right? Uh, next Was it next year by Kepler? Oh, no, Kepler. Uh, um, no, Kepler's out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's the James Webb yes. Telescope will be going up next year, I think. Yep. Yeah, so that that's exciting. Um, and I, I, feel, I feel especially close to this story because we were there. We saw... Yeah, we saw the launch of Tess. Yeah, SpaceX's... Um, Rocket bring Tess into it space. It was very the exciting. very first lo- rocket launch, actually. The first one I've ever seen in person. So, uh, Once in a lifetime. If yeah. you guys can get it. If, if, if you have a black book, seeing a rocket launch should be in the, on that black book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bucket list item, uh, for sure. What did I say? Black book? Not black yeah, book. Bucket list. Bucket list. <laughs> okay, see? Yeah. I knew what you meant. All right, that's just <laughs> my Greek brain uh, going awry. Um, so... Um, Another interesting story uh, for 2020, a study from NASA researchers uh, suggested that there may be planets in the Milky Way galaxy other than Earth that that have an ocean. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. that that, that makes sense. Uh, It was a, uh, it was, this research came out of, uh, was published in publications of the Astronomical Society of the Pacific. Uh, and it notes that more than a quarter of, of the 53 exoplanets, here we are talking about exoplanets, um, what, uh, the, what TESS is looking for, exoplanets, right? Um, outside the solar system uh, that were studied could potentially be ocean worlds, uh, planets that have significant amounts of water. Um, well, reading that makes me think of Kevin Costner's... Uh, <laughs> water world. <laughs> water world. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, maybe not the best. Movie out there, but <laughs> um, and I'm going to quote here from uh, Lynn Quick, NASA planetary scientist. Lynne Quick, is it Lynne? I think so. Lynne, okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's actually a beautiful name, Lynne Quick. That's cool. Uh, plumes of water erupt from Europa, and in how do you pronounce that? Enchilada. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Europa, and you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Enceladus. E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S. I'll go with enchilada. So we can tell that these bodies have subsurface oceans beneath beneath their ice shells, and they have energy that drives the plumes, which are two requirements for life as we know it. So this is really exciting. Um, so I expect we're going to be con- we're going to continue discovering more and more worlds out there. Oh yeah. I just don't know what you know what we're going to do with that. Well, <laughs> what There's, would you do? <laughs> um, I don't know. I would say, okay, Mr. Mosk, Mr. Elon Musk, how do we get there <laughs> quick? Well, I know one of the things that was 
sort of new and epic about the test launch is it was one of the first telescopes that we became sort of open source. Um, whenever they discovered a potential exoplanet, they released that information to the public and anyone who had observatories or access to them, telescopes, things like that, they can go and research those worlds or potential worlds themselves and report those findings back to NASA. Um, so we're, we're looking for potential worlds that could either have harbored or still harbor life. Um, but it's not just NASA that's running the show. You know, they're, it's not just Tess. It's anybody who wants to help out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, community-driven effort. Um, all right, well, good. Um, what's your favorite story of 2020? Do you have one? Um, There's so many. There were a lot. I, I mean, Doug I think my Bob. I was just going to say that one, actually. <laughs> the, the launch of the, the Crew Dragon, Demo Crew Dragon, um, with Doug Hurley and Bob Bankin to the ISS, that was really incredible as a highlight of the summer for me um i know the first day the day they were supposed to launch it ended up being aborted towards the end of the countdown there um and i didn't know if i could survive another day of all the emotions and the <laughs> the tension and the excitement and everything but it was really fun because it ended up being multi-day event um since they had to abort the first try but it was really incredible i mean it, it just it's very exciting. I mean, it's the first um, first time since the end of the original space program that anything has launched from U.S. soil. And it was the first SpaceX manned mission. And there are all kinds of groundbreaking information on that. And uh, I don't know, you could find, we'll, we'll link an article, but there are countless articles out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, that was history being made, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Exciting to see. Um, all right, I'm going to jump to Osiris. Mm. Such a cool name. Another cool name. Yeah. So uh, in October, NASA's Osiris-Rex spacecraft finally touched down on the asteroid Bennu, B-E-N-N-U, I think it's pronounced Bennu, uh, in the agency's first mission to retrieve a sample from the surface of an asteroid. How awesome is that, yeah. right? Um, I think the Japanese did the same. I thought um, there was another. Yes. So the, the Hayabusa too, maybe? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. They, um, I love those motorcycles too. They bombed. <laughs> yes. They bombed. They crash asteroid. landed on. Yeah. Um, crash, and but. collected samples from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So, so with uh, Osiris, um, um, NASA made a major announcement about the moon in October. Um, uh, okay, so I'm jumping around, but the next story I was thinking about, um, making the NASA making a major announcement about the moon in October, confirming that water had been spotted on the sunlit portion of the celestial satellite. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, and so many things that, I mean, so many other stories. Uh, well, it's a lot of groundbreaking new information in this past year. Yeah. Um, like life-changing. Right. On the line. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're talking about the Artemis program and how they want to put more people on the moon, the next man and the first woman on the moon. Um, and then from there on to Mars and discoveries like that, you know, that there could be water already on the moon. It just, it changes things. It makes it a whole different story. I know. And now we're able to land, land on asteroids and bring back samples. Um, Hayabusa 2 
returned at least 100 milligrams of the near-Earth asteroid Raigu, or Raigu, no, Raigu, R-Y-U-G-U, Raigu, maybe, uh, on December 6th after successfully bombing it, as you said. I mean, that's just, um, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a citizen of this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Go Earth. Um, uh-huh. What else? Uh, uh, another big one for me was the launch of the Perseverance rover. Yes. To Mars, which hit the has now surpassed the halfway point. It hit the halfway point around the end of October, heading towards Mars. Um, fun fact about that, both our names are on that rover. Yes, yes. <laughs> they had, I think there's about 11 million people whose names are on that rover on a on a computer chip um, headed to the red planet. And I actually t- uh, attended a couple conferences over the summer where I got to listen to NASA engineers and scientists talk about the rover and its mission and what they're going to be doing once it lands. And um, that'll be a later episode when it gets closer to its landing in February. But um, I think one of the coolest facts that I learned was one of the scientists that's going to be starting to research data the second it lands. um, She talked about how her entire life is going to change because anyone working on the mission once it lands has to now uh, move to Mars days which are not the same length as Earth days. So she said she's already had to kind of warn her family that her her whole, it's not going to be off by a whole lot. It's off by around an hour, I think. But, uh, you know, the 25-hour day versus 24 after a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. That starts to kind of really mess with your uh, social life, I guess. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. And let's not forget, um, and also NASA announced that Janet Epps, who is going to be the very first black female astronaut, um, joined the astronaut corps in 2009. Yeah. Not the first black female astronaut, but the first one to go to the Uh, International Space Station. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) uh, Scheduled for 2021, Mm -hmm. so uh, this year. So that's going to be, that's exciting too. Um, It's huge. Huge. She is incredible too, by the way. Um, she she's has a doctorate in aerospace engineering and worked for the CIA. <laughs> I mean, she's got a heck of a career already. And uh, now what's her last name again? What was it? <laughs> Epps. Epps. Um, but it's... yeah, she's she's got already had a pretty epic career, and now she's an astronaut. She joined the astronaut corps in two thousand nine, <laughs> and she's assigned to the NASA Boeing Starliner one overachiever. Uh, it's Epps, Janet Epps, licensed to. Fly a rocket. <laughs> uh, very impressive. Um, you know, when we go back to Cape Canaveral, hopefully they'll have some astronauts there for us to talk to. That would be amazing. Um, if you if uh, if you haven't had a chance to visit um, NASA Cape Canaveral, a right, free plug for NASA. <laughs> uh, great tourist location, um, and the place is filled with uh, educational and. A lot of fun activities, um, and you get sometimes you get a, you get a chance to talk to astronauts that have been yeah. there or are going to go there. And I've I've been there twice now with NASA Social, and both times I got to talk with engineers, scientists, all kinds of different people that worked on the the different missions that I got to go see launch. So if you if you can, well, obviously it's not going on right now with right. COVID and everything, but um, once it starts up again, if you get a chance to apply for NASA Social. Yes. It's a really amazing experience. Yes. What else? Um, okay, maybe 
I don't know if anybody noticed this uh, and the craziness of the holidays, but in December, NASA confirmed that the mysterious orbit that has been orbiting Earth. Oh. <laughs> they thought it was a small moon. Yes, it uh, was indeed a 1960s era rocket from a failed mission to the moon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a UFO. Nope. Uh, at least, well, it was an identified flying well, object. Yeah, yeah, until it was they a figured UFO. out what it was. It was a UFO, right. I guess. With earthly origins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> uh, that's no moon. Uh, yeah, we Very also love satellite. Star Wars. We're going to be throwing <laughs> some Star Wars uh, references from here to there. Um, so I, I love this, too. As of right now, the plan is the Artemis plan is to land the first woman and the next man on the moon in 2024. I now hope so. Three years away. Um, it might take longer than that. There's some sort of mixed feelings about whether it's going to be ready in time, but yeah. they are, there is some really cool stuff going on for people to prepare for it. I have um, a friend that we're going to have on the show hopefully soon that did an analog mission in Hawaii where they were, they lived in a, a you know, quote unquote, hab habitat, just like they would on the moon or eventually on Mars. And um, they weren't allowed, they had to simulate like they were living on the moon. They couldn't leave the hab without wearing EVA suits and things. And their big sort of mission while they were there was to explore lava tubes mm -hmm. uh, because there are lots of caves and, and underground areas, especially on Mars, which may end up being the best places to habitat or habitate <laughs> once we get there. Well, um, as far as when we're going to get to the moon, uh, if NASA doesn't do it, and you know who will. Yeah. Uh, I think there's two things that are certain in life. <laughs> Taxes and Elon Musk's determination for whatever <laughs> he wants to do. Um, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, I love that. He is our, the modern renaissance men uh mm -hmm. and we need more gentlemen like that or ladies uh with the uh resources to inspire and innovate uh well and just the, the drive and the passion for it yeah no doubt um well that hey, reminds me actually of another story from this year i forget yes. what month it was in it may have been well in the fall i think um elon musk's Starman. Oh, yeah. that he launched <laughs> a little while back, uh, made its closest pass so far by Mars. Um, he launched a Tesla with, with the Starman in a spacesuit, uh, or yes. the spacesuit that they named Starman. There was something about the radiation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. When I read the article at the time, the, um, the amount of radiation in space, they said, will eventually pretty much just tear the whole thing apart. There won't be anything left but a metal frame. <laughs> wow. Um, and even at this point, they said probably a lot of the paint is faded and chipping off and things like that. And this, the suit will probably just disintegrate over time. So it'll be interesting uh, if anyone can catch a glimpse of it somehow while they're out there in space traveling, you know, subcontinent or whatever, um, or from continent to continent. Yeah, there's not going to be much left eventually. That's, that's remarkable. And I mean, we don't think about those things. We don't, we don't think about cosmic radiation, um, but there are a lot of studies about yeah. this. So, um, how, you know, necessary work to be done so we can safely uh, land back on the moon and to Mars yeah. ultimately and beyond, right? Well, that's why they're looking at um, possibly caves and tunnels to habitate in the beginning because that would help protect the astronauts from. Um, 
or the new Martians <laughs> yeah. uh, from radiation. Uh, all right. So since we're talking about rockets and flights and stuff, I found, I think you pointed point me out, site called Space Flight Now. So I'm plugging at yes. somebody else's site. But let's check it out. So um, Space Flight Now has a list of the launch schedule. These are all the different um, uh, scheduled rocket launches coming up. So this is interesting. There's one coming up on the 7th just very soon. Uh, here, I'm going to zoom this up a little bit. Did I mess it up? There we go. Uh, there it is. Okay, so uh, on the either the 7th or the 8th, uh, a f- SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket will launch the TurkSat 5A communication satellite for TurkSat, a Turkish satellite operator, according to Spaceflight Now. Built by Airbus Defense and Space, with significant Turkish contributions, the Turkish 5A satellite will provide KU-band television broadcast services over Turkey, the Middle East, Europe, and Africa, delayed from November 30th and December and then delayed again on December from December yeah, 4th. Yeah, I was going to say that it's been delayed a few times already. Um, but hopefully it'll be soon. Yeah. Like in a few days. <laughs> and we have we have so many coming up. Look at this. We oh, have yeah. we have one on January 14th, another Falcon 9 rocket. Mm-hmm. Go Elon. Um, <laughs> this one is uh, tr- launching the Transporter 1. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about the movie The Transporter. <laughs> the Transporter. Um Launch the Transport of One mission, a rideshare flight to a sun-synchronous orbit with dozens of small microsatellites and nanosatellites for commercial and government customers. That was scheduled originally back in December 16th. And then mm-hmm. Ilana? Ilana 20, scheduled for sometime mid-20. Um, this is going to be launching from the Mojave Air and Spaceport in California. And the launch site is called, get this, Cosmic Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's a Boeing 747. Is going I like to that. That should be my new Twitter handle. Cosmic Girl. I like that. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, so a Virgin Orbit Launcher launcher 1 rocket will ra- launch on its second flight after dropping from a modified Boeing 747 carrier jet. The flight will be conducted under contract to NASA's Venture Class Launch Services Program, carrying 14 CubeSats to orbit for NASA field centers, U.S. educational institutions and laboratories on the Ilana 20 rideshare mission. So this has been delayed several times. So let's see if it's going to launch in January. They're scheduling, they're estimating mid-January. Mm-hmm. And then finally, another one, um, another Falcon 9, uh, yeah, launching another Starlink. Lots of Falcon 9s. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So those are, that's the space news uh, mm-hmm. and uh, robot news. Um as far as as far as pop culture is concerned, I don't have anything for you. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm still super excited and semi manly emotional over the last uh, Mandalorian oh, episode. <laughs> that season finale nearly did me in. Thank you, Disney. That was amazing. Yeah, we won't spoil it. Don't worry. But no. yeah, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched the show, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But if you haven't watched the last. <laughs> episode of season two even if you haven't watched the rest of the season just jump to the end <laughs> it's worth it it's amazing i yes. think we both kind of cried <laughs> free plug to uh disney's disney plus net uh streaming service uh has 
features uh, The Mandalorian. So if you haven't seen it, like the lady said, check it out. <laughs> uh, a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's my that's my bit of um, pop culture. Pop news. culture for today. <laughs> um, so with that, um, that kind of wraps up this first podcast. Yeah, uh, we kept it relatively short and sweet. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. There's more to come. We're going to have guests. Yep. We have a lot of guests lined up. Um, good topics. And uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit with some fun stuff. Yeah. We've got uh, a lot of ideas. So we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> and bef- and if you guys are, have ideas uh, for us to talk about, uh, any cool stories, send them to us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, obviously. Daily Robot TV. Yes. <clears throat> so, the handle. so check us out. Uh, and uh, give us your stories. Uh, if you have some interesting stories, we'll, uh, we can feature them here. Yep. Talk about them. Absolutely. Or interesting pictures. Uh, I know mm-hmm. there are so many talented photographers. Oh and I'm gosh, dragging yes. on right now, but when we were at NASA Social, uh, at the NASA Social events, um, wow, we met a lot of very, very talented photog- yeah. photographers. Oh, yeah. So send us your pictures, send your stories, and um, that's it. Thank you for joining us on yeah. uh, the first episode of first podcast of uh, Daily Robot. Daily Robot. <laughs> first of many, we hope. Yep. All right. So for the couple of people listening, <laughs> uh, see you guys. Good night. Bye. Bye.